0: Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Shredded Ed, Cardio Johnny, Paul C, Matt Mork Supertroll, and Brazil Hadley, the best infotainment show around where you'll hear us joke, banter, and debunk all the nutritional myths you've heard time and time again, helping you get fit, healthy, and shredded. All right, welcome to the That was a good start. All right? let me just start again because that was fucking awful. All right, welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. Episode number forty-seven post shoot podcasts, So me and Ed are fully carved up, um, over carb and over full. If we, well, which I'm sure we'll hear about from Ed in a moment, but uh, we should be nice and lively and energetic as opposed to the last few weeks when we were deep in diet fatigue. Right, so, I'm not, uh, not going to lie, you
1: sound the last couple of weeks you have sounded so uninterested when I've listened back. <laughs> you just be like, "Yep, yeah. Yeah, I am." People have been uh, saying honest. like amazing things. You just be like, "Yep." Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah whatever. No, I, I don't think i felt that bad actually but um i think it's one of those things where you don't always notice yourself you think you're just kind of plodding along or getting through it and maybe you just don't realize how fucking miserable you get
1: yeah yeah, yeah. i uh, i nearly asked Jenner actually when we all met up on friday you know said, is, is he said as he how's he been because uh, like you say you don't know yourself until you have that kind of like pickup moment I yeah. it was I think it was You Wednesday. could have asked her. But yeah, no, I I meant to um but just uh, I she she left before I was uh, before I got the chance. Um yeah. I think when say, like, I I not was... say I think when, Wednesday was my first uh real day where I was sort of like dragging my feet, had no energy at all. Alex just looked at me and was like, "Do you want to just go to bed?" I was like, "No, I just need some food, please." <laughs>
0: I dragged myself up the stairs. It was so funny. Yeah. I I don't think I've been that bad. Although obviously, there's been a few comments around my um, shortened amount of not temper, but obviously, like uh, what word am I looking for? Patience. Patience, I suppose. Or so yeah, i say I think my patience had started to shorten a little bit. But there we go. We're over that now anyway. So, um, cool morning though, wasn't it? It's a shame, Johnny, that you weren't able to join us. Baby
2: duties, yeah. yeah. Well, she wasn't it. the best yesterday, though. So, it's probably a good, a good shout,
0: yeah. No, you missed a, it. It a fun weekend, or or like, well, really, Friday night and Saturday morning but 24 it was, hours. <laughs> so, yeah, it was basically, basically 24 hours. I wasn't even that, was it? So, but it's fun. It's nice to have everyone down. Uh, see my neck, well. See a bit of my neck with palos in when I actually got to saw my house, but um, obviously, and you guys didn't really get to see that much of Norwich <laughs> other than the football ground, Riverside, which isn't the best bit. Um, although we did get to watch me smash four massive tubs of um Nando's Froyo, which is pretty cool, but um, the best site Norwich
1: t- has to offer you, eating yeah, <laughs> frozen yogurt,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was yeah, it was good, they were, they were big bowls, um. And yeah, and obviously got to got to see the, the a, a, well, one small tiny district of Norwich really, where we obviously went to fitness space. So give them a shout out because um, big thank you for letting us shoot in their gym. Some of the members that came in after it started open probably thought what the hell is going on here. There's a load of shirtless dudes in here just kind of having photos taken. A bit strange. With the weirdest hands <laughs> going as well. Yeah, with the weirdest tans going. Um well uh, hang on a minute. My spray tan actually looks pretty cool. still looks good now. So
1: but you you look darker now than you will do when you come back off holiday in two weeks' time. Probably
0: now nah, I won't, I won't, you know me. I get decent tan, so that just this'll just add to it. But no, a big shout out to those. So thank you to Yvonne for letting us obviously shoot in there. Um we had a good time, didn't we? And then obviously had a lovely little bunch afterwards. Yeah. So,
2: yeah.
0: Brunch. Very posh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I like said 11. that at
1: work today, and somebody said exactly the same thing back. I was like, well, what do you call it when you have like a <laughs> late, <laughs> late, <laughs> breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. late breakfast? Breakfast.
0: Well, late, late breakfast. Late breakfast. Yeah. Um, uh, no, no. It's, just, it's a good time. So it's cool. So i am be honest, I'm buzzing to see what the results are in terms of the uh, finished edits. So when. Uh, simon grand gets uh gets around to it well obviously i'm sure will these will be shared a lot in our social medias so obviously those want to see look out for them
1: it'll be a yeah change of profile picture no doubt at some point
0: no doubt um <laughs> cool yeah so i mean before we get into the episode content it's funny like how we were saying over brunch our post breakfast um then i sat there and i said uh I don't really feel like now the diet's over that I really want to go binge and go crazy. Um, Then I said, like, obviously a lot of people, you know, if they do either bodybuilding competitions, and I appreciate, obviously, it's to more extreme than kind of just getting lean for a photo shoot. But they want to go out and smash a whole box of Krispy Kremes. And, you know, they've already planned out how many massive meals or burgers or whatever they're going to do or or have like way before that finishes. And I don't really feel like that at all. Um, we were saying, didn't we? We obviously just brunched and felt quite satisfied. Yeah. So, although um, kind of segueing into what did you do after you left? Um,
1: so, to be fair, i I wasn't actually that hungry going in to do it, and I found this after I, I dieted for my bodybuilding competition last year, whenever it was. Uh, year before I, I wasn't that hungry afterwards because you spend that much time carving up, um, so you end up eating quite a lot of food in the sort of the day before, especially, um, and we'd eaten quite a lot of crap that morning to sort of fill up with glycogen just, and just sweets, basically. Yeah. And then we'd had like four eggs, I think it was and on a bagel and, and all that. And it, so it was, we had quite a substantial amount of food before 11 o'clock. Um, but I'd already had it in my head from when I was dieting that I was going to go to a restaurant, um, and do that burger challenge because I'd seen what I thought was half of it. And I thought it looked quite manageable. Um, I underestimated it <laughs> massively, this thing, imagine you are like your, your, your dinner plate at home, the, the burger went to the edges, not just the bread, the meat which was double stashed, the bacon, the cheese and everything, then it was two big bowls of chips and you had to drink two uh, pints of coke as well, so on the menu it didn't look that big or sound that big and when I'd seen them before they didn't look that big, whether they'd got bigger burgers and buns in just because they knew I was coming in um I'm not sure <laughs> but they, they do call you big buns Zed. <laughs> yeah. so uh I, yeah I underestimated it a little bit and I bigged it up and said I was going to do it and um to be fair I pretty much finished the burger in 45 minutes I just the thing that really killed it for me was how salty the bacon was and the bacon was so salty After about halfway through the burger, I was starting to heave every time there was bacon in the mouthful. Everything else was fine. I just felt uncomfortably full. Um, And it was the thought of finishing off this bacon with this last little bit of burger, last little bit of bread. Um, That's what did it for me. And it was making me feel sick. And I I didn't want to do it. So I ate a few chips. And then about 10 minutes had passed by. And it was sort of getting into the 50-minute stage. Um, and And I just thought, I'm not going to finish it. So why bother Continuing to make myself feel worse, so uh, I suppose that was like one of the first times I've ever I think left food on the plate. Uh, um, So yeah, what a hell of a way to to start doing that. But yes, I just just want to say I would
0: have done it. Yeah, you say this, and I said this. (laughs) Uh, I I would have because you don't know how tight I am. There's no way that I'd have have, I'd have left myself to have to pay twenty five quid. I'd have either vomited on the table or I'd have. (laughs) literally split my insides before i gave up <laughs>
1: well the, the the woman who cleared my plate said uh said fair play you've done better than most people so you know yeah, just just living my life good. above average aren't answer
0: <laughs> <laughs> well fair play no. Good, but yeah
1: good. so uh, i mean i got it out of my system and um today i've just I don't know, I, I've just enjoyed some bits of food, so we've had a food festival on at one of the, like, where one of the shops is, and I just happened to be working at the shop where the food festival was, <laughs> how, uh, how random, um, yeah, and uh, no, I swear I enjoyed some, some pizza, some like wood-fired pizza, and uh, a lamb burger, and a brownie,
0: uh, all cool. three, Good. so yeah, Good. what about you, what, what have you been enjoying? Um. Uh, so when I left you guys, I just had some cooked chicken that I already had in the fridge that needed eating with some vegetables. So, you know, it's probably came to about 200 calories, hardly anything really. Um, just cause proteins and all that. And I was a little bit peckish. So I thought I'll have something. Um, I did then eat half an Easter egg as in just the, the shell of egg, a lint one. That was very nice. Um, and then I said to Jenna, I don't feel like cooking. You know, I kind of said to myself all along that I was just going to try and have a sensible free day of just kind of eating what I enjoyed. So I went to um, our local burger American restaurant, uh, which is in the village of Portland where I live. It's only five-minute walk away. So uh, And I had a double-stacked macaroni cheeseburger, <laughs> which, to be fair, was pretty um, pretty substantial. And I will say, actually, as much as I was going on about I would smash that challenge, I did walk out feeling reasonably full. In fact, I didn't actually feel that bad walking out, actually. It was the uh, evening time as I drunk more and like liquid sat on top of the food. And then I felt like more, more full. Um, so I did go to bed feeling a bit uncomfortable, but that might have also been the uh, second burger I then ate, which was you'll have seen. And anyway that we can have a look, but the, yeah, that I then had, which, um, yeah, it was a, a share of dessert, which I did pretty much eat on my own. Um, yeah, not proud of that. If I'm well, I am kind of a bit proud, but I shouldn't be. It was uh, two two warm cookies, like for the bun, and then in the inside was um, a giant sweet Belgian waffle with Maltesers all in the holes in the waffle holes, um, with ice cream either side, and then topped with big thick like those marshmallows you had Ed, that you brought yeah. obviously to the shoot, and maple syrup all over it, and then red strawberry laces nice so yeah yeah it's pretty pretty darn good to be honest i enjoyed every single bit of it and um yeah so there we go so my kind of plan of kind of not going too crazy did go a little bit out the window but today's not been too bad i fasted till lunchtime had a sunday roast at a pub with some friends that we were always planning on doing and i just had a normal tea so back, back on, on a plan. deficit today yeah, yeah back on good. deficit today and to be fair i still I feel, again i feel quite full i don't feel like i'm really you know, I don't feel like I want to keep on going. Unlike I've just um, I've just received Steve's check in. So my client Steve that joined us on the photo shoot, and he said he's just about got abs left, which I think shows what he's now done this weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was quite funny yesterday.
1: I did take a photo of myself uh, post burger challenge, and I I was uncomfortably full, like painfully so. Um, and I uh, this was so this was like four hours after uh maybe even five hours after yeah no, about four hours after uh i'd finished eating and um i i was i was a swollen mess shall we say
0: um yeah it wasn't good <laughs> no no well well i'm sure like um I'm sure it was all a good time, had by all and we got out of our systems and let's say you now back yeah, on track. Yeah,
1: back on track, back on plan, probably gone over a little bit today just because I did have
0: a couple of brownies but uh, they looked phenomenal. Um, yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. the, the thing is obviously I know, I know your plan was to maintain for a little while now yes, um, yeah. for, for your holiday, that's obviously in nearest future but um, you haven't really got anything too much to worry about now and obviously these are the times you have got to enjoy it in my opinion. Yeah, you've you,
1: yeah uh, because obviously the plan's there and you stick to the plan but if you know if you stick to the plan 95% of the time then life happens life gets in the way and you you can enjoy these little indulgences and stuff whereas if you're so so rigid you end up just being a miserable bastard in my opinion so
0: what a great segue right so today's content (laughs) is actually to be fair we've already done a podcast on flexible versus rigid dieting haven't we but we did want to kind of take it to another um slightly different context angle on really kind of talking about meal plans specifically versus not having meal plans which i guess you could then say is still flexible dieting so given um meal plans or macros yeah, uh, yeah so, I think this is an interesting one because my opinion has actually
1: changed slightly over the, okay. well, the recent Don't months. give it yet. Yeah, well, I'm not going to, but I'm just, just okay. telling you, just telling
0: you. Yeah, good. Okay, well, good. Um, <laughs> You me. might just, might just end, no, I just, stand, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. end <laughs> <laughs> um, So, no, I guess, obviously, we want to cover meal plans versus something not meal planish, i.e., like, just give a macros or IFYM or flexible dieting, however you want to call it, just to preface as we do most episodes if we're kind of saying something maybe a little bit controversial not that this will be that controversial but I just want to say that obviously as nutritionists um, we do not give out um, specified set meal plans and you shouldn't do unless you're a clinical dietitian in clinical scenarios so um, that being said obviously meal plans are useful for people in terms of giving them either example meal plans that they can then pick and choose what they want to do from or give obviously some meal plans to, for people to, oh, sorry, create meal plans with them uh, jointly. So obviously they're kind of creating their own meal plan with guidance for nutritionists. So I thought it was worthwhile, just disclaimer, 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 but. Yeah. Cause we've had a cool. few,
1: few guests who have had meal plans, haven't they? And obviously they've had them from, um, from, from dietitians from in a yeah. hospital, but clinical setting and, you know, to help them recover from illness and from, what well,
0: mental illness yeah. and physical illness so yeah. yeah yeah so um johnny as you obviously haven't talked much so far let's get started with you so i guess i like i don't know if i've described meal plans enough or if, if i have but maybe you could just say right what is a meal plan um
2: a we'll, meal well it's basically either a coach if you're watching some video um it's quite prevalent, there's sort of Instagram coaching, so a meal plan is usually, so in the fitness industry, you're given like meal one is this, so let's just give an example, egg whites, oatmeal, and asparagus, something random, uh, meal two, be something like chicken, green beans, broccoli, and rice, and you usually find that meal plans, will be sort of the same, for like three meals, and then it's basically a rigid food intake, where you're limited. I mean, I've seen them, like, probably less than 10 foods. So you have to follow exactly those foods every meal, every day, every week, every month, until you get to whatever goal that you've got. So,
0: so you get shredded.
2: Rigid. Yeah, basically. So extremely rigid, um, boring for most, I mean, for some people. For bodybuilders who are insane, that's like, yeah, cool. I'll follow out until I've got abs, uh, until I'm shredded, and that's it. So do you want me to explain sort of pros and cons?
0: Uh, maybe in a minute. I think, obviously, you're missing the best. I, I like your example of a meal plan, but you have missed the best example of a meal plan, in my opinion. You know, like, because...
2: The, the big with the, the fish and the rice cake. Fish and
0: a rice cake. That's the best meal plan ever. So what do you have for your meal one? Fish and a rice cake. What do you have for meal for two? Rice cake. <laughs> what do you have for meal three? Fish and a rice cake. Oh, you think about it. That
2: was the worst part about
0: it. Yeah, I know. He's like, what's meal five? Uh, rice cake. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: <laughs> you are. He's Jack, though, isn't he? He is Jack nowadays. He's still must have. Well, either that, or to be fair, if you did just eat fish and rice cakes outside of nutrient deficiencies, I'm sure you'd do all right. Tend to get shredded anyway.
2: That is the worst meal, planet. Oh, thing is, who was coaching it?
1: Uh, it? He had a coach because I messaged. He did. Uh, he, yes. I can't remember what it was, but I I think I must have commented on the video saying like, um, you, you, like some basically slagging off his coach, and then I found about two years later in my message requests he would actually messaged me um, and said something like, "Oh, he's uh, got loads of." like NABBA champions or something and uh and all this and all this and i clicked on the pro like on the guy's profile because i was like what the hell is this um and i just didn't recognize him and it took me about two weeks then to click who it was um yeah. that, had, that had messaged me because he was just like a big jack dude and wasn't like a yeah. simpleton like he is in the video
0: uh the, the, the worst thing about that video is when you see him cooking the fish on in a pan <laughs> in the oven it's like frozen, something sort of like frozen cod or something. Like yes. Yeah, yeah, and that's got, like sticking to the pan and like you can see the outside's burnt and the middle just looks solid frozen.
1: <laughs> it was proper budget um, yeah. budget fish, like frozen fish, wasn't it, out of a pack? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Perfect.
2: You must stick into that. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, this is it.
0: So, okay. Um, anyway, so I guess what's the meal plan is um, – just so, what's what's the alternative to a meal plan then in terms of what support they would get from a coach?
2: So other options, you could take it not so far as total if it fits if if it fits your macros, but you could have like a selection. So meal one rather than being a set. Obviously, we just discussed the set meal plan. You'd have options. Option one is the protein options you got? Option two, these are the carbs, these are the fats. Blah, blah, blah. So you'd have like a, a halfway house, let's call it, which can't, which is which is good. It's very particular, not very particular population, but for certain people, maybe starting a sort of a diet who sort of have a bit of an idea about quote unquote healthy foods, something for them to get started with, and then you've got sort of full. If it fits your macros. Flexible dieting. Use your calories. Use uh, your either protein grams and calories, or protein, fats, and carbs calories, or sometimes just calories, where you can eat what you want, pretty much within reason, <laughs> as long as it fits your macros. Um, again, talk about pros and cons, or just describe.
0: Um... I'll subscribe for now and then we'll start going through the pros and cons of each.
2: Yeah. So then you got obviously super flexible but not super flexible dieting. It's new to him. If it fits macros, uh, flexible dieting. As long as you hit these macros, then it doesn't matter what food you eat. Get them. But I guess the some sort
0: what of foods to eat either. It's kind of like you need to go and find out for yourself as long as they eat fit this macro um pattern or what's it
2: yeah so it could be just as bad as giving them a meal plan because they've got no education it's like letting someone off letting them off the leash and most people need a leash mm-hmm. okay
1: i suppose you could also have more of a like an an, an libitum type you know don't be a fat bastard but just eat what you want Uh, You could have that sort of approach. You could also have a sort of like rules approach. So make sure that every meal contains a fist of protein and half your plate full of veggies. Apart from that, do what you want. Um, Or you could do like uh, those sorts of things where you just create rules around meal times. You can only have three meals a day and one snack that can only be, you know, a piece of fruit or whatever. Um, Most people would do probably pretty well on that. uh, Because obviously not everybody wants to track. Not everybody wants to... um, follow something people want to sort of live their own life to the uh, full potential so i think it's worth sort of highlighting just there's so many different ways you can go about
0: things Uh, yeah no totally agree so what's um what i did want to do actually didn't i johnny is i wanted to go through some of what the the science says um we've gone over i think before around like flexible dieting versus rigid diet, rigid dieting, which this does kind of fall into that category still. So there will be a lot of that will carry over in terms of that. We know the science shows that people that follow a less rigid approach in terms of not restricting specific foods um, do have better adherence rates and therefore better success over the longer term. So this is why we, we you know, we are proponents of flexible dieting and if it fits your macro style stuff and and people not restricting anything specifically, obviously outside of need, because of, you know, if they see the and gluten, say, as an example or whatever. Um, but that being said, I guess, obviously, Ed, and hopefully you'll kind of, you said obviously your opinion changed slightly, so we'll, we'll find out what that is in a moment. And obviously, Johnny, when we've talked before about it, obviously we've kind of got a very similar thought process on it, haven't we? But um, what I want to just go through is one of these studies that um, was done to kind of test this a little bit. So, um I was trying to see if there was a name, what name it was, this and what, so Smith, Williamson, Bray, Ryan, uh, where is it, 1999, flexible versus rigid diet and strategies, relationship with adverse behavioural outcomes, so, um, let me just talk about the premise, or the premise, and then um, we can discuss, how about that? So. they basically, over 20 weeks, they had 27 male and female subjects undergo a two-phase protocol. First, they went through a 10-week dieting period, and then afterwards, a 10-week reverse diet that was largely unstructured. So I think basically what they mean by largely unstructured, the first 10 weeks was done in a more clinical setting, and then the next 10 weeks, they basically got let out to do what they want. Um, during the initial 10 weeks, subjects went into two groups. One followed a flexible dieting approach where they had macros but no meal plan. So they basically told, like, Johnny, what like you were discussing, here you go, go eat 150 grams of protein, 200 grams of carbs, 50 grams of fat, as an example. Don't know if those are the exact macros. I just made them up. But um, that's basically what they told. And they had to go away and find out kind of what foods equated to that amount of macros for meals. Um, the other group... Um, whereas the other group provided with an individualized meal plan so um, as I said the first 10 weeks did take place in a carefully controlled clinical setting um, and they were given as I say the specific macronutrient numbers or a specific individualized meal plan so the la- the latter portion of study by contrast was uh, very hands-off so they're basically told to go do what you like during those weeks just so they can understand I think basically how the and method influenced their eating behaviors following obviously the calorie restriction. Hence, the second period was a reverse diet. The first period was a dieting calorie calorie restriction period. So um, what did they test? They tested weight, body fat, pounds of lean mass, fat mass, uh, resting metabolic rate at baseline, and then we checked again at each mark, mark weeks, five, 10, 16, and 20. So basically the uh, end of the diet after 10 weeks, and then at 16 and 20 at the end of the post-diet period. God. Uh, so um, they were then given a psychological questionnaire. Wake up, Johnny. Don't fall asleep, please. Uh, I, know, I know I'm really boring, but I'm trying to do this as energetically as possible. <laughs> uh, so they were basically asked questions pertaining to eating behaviors at baseline, at the end of a 10-week diet phase, and then the 10-week post-diet phase. So what did they find? Basically, no significant difference. Which is, quite, which is quite funny really um i would have bet my bottom dollar that they would have found better weight loss on the uh flexible dieting approach as opposed to the meal plan um sorry not weight loss sorry less better weight management i would have i would have thought they would have found better weight management for the, as in the second 10 weeks um but they didn't really so um i think where is it So those following the individualized meal plan lost four pounds for the 10 week diet and the flexible provide lost six. So obviously it did lose a bit more, but the data, it was considered not significant. So it wasn't a significant finding. And the second phase of the study, the people that were flexible dieting gained an average of three pounds and those in a meal plan uh, only gained an average of one pound. So again, not considered a significant statistic. So basically, they didn't really find any significance between the two types of meal plans, or, or sorry, two types of diet plans, so obviously IFYM versus meal plan, which is interesting. Um, what what do you, what do we think we learn from that? What are your thoughts now you've heard all that?
1: Can I just chuck in that I've seen, I haven't got them to hand, but I've seen studies where they looked at a uh, somewhat like a 2, 6 and twelve weeks after following rigid meal plans and more of a flexible approach and right. they actually found that they they recorded their weights in these time periods afterwards. And for the first two weeks uh, there wasn't a great deal of difference, but the weight gain was a lot higher in those that followed meal plans post uh trials and post kind of you know so they they dieted for twelve weeks, um and then they kept kept with them basically for twelve weeks after the um after that diet finished and those who were on the meal plans put on more uh afterwards and uh, those who followed more of a flexible approach kept it off Every, pretty much everybody put it back on because they were allowed just you know they were just kind of let loose um but those who followed the more flexible approach didn't then put on loads more weight um Maybe because they had learnt the tools of how to be flexible and how to track and how, how to do all that, or maybe it was because uh, they, they didn't feel the need to then go and eat all these foods because they've been off them, or maybe it was, uh, I don't know, they never really said, and I can't remember what the conclusion said, but um, yeah, so there was um, the point where... I don't, I don't-
0: I don't know how much we got there because you, you broke up a fair amount then. Oh, it
1: will be recorded on my end. So, oh, it might uh, be, yeah. yeah. But, but basically, okay. I was just saying, in just case it did break up on the recording as well. Um, that, uh, yeah, I don't know if you got the bit where I was saying basically those who uh, followed the flexible approach gained less weight post trial over the yeah. twelve weeks okay. recording yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, than yeah, those did, doing yeah. the rigid.
0: Um, yeah, yeah uh, but that—that that, I mean, I guess that just highlights the. When you're looking at any evidence based practice, you've got to look at the whole body of evidence because, you know, this study itself showed the opposite in that the 10 week period after where they got told to go do what you like, as in go reverse diet, but we're not going to monitor you necessarily, or we are going to monitor you, but we're not going to, you're not in a clinical setting, you're not getting told what to do, you're just told to go out and just basically eat. Um, Those that followed the meal plan still stuck to it as probably more than the people that did their flexible diet because they didn't actually put on as much weight. Yeah, uh,
1: I think yeah. I remembered who it was, or it might have been another study. But it was um, so Lane Norton sponsors people to do PhDs, and it was yeah. a summary that he gave of one of his PhD students uh, twelve months ago. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. and it, so it was it was an observational of competitive bodybuilders as well. So um, yeah. so that takes you know that shows that extreme um, population more so than uh, the general
0: public. So that yeah, taken yeah, into consideration. Yeah, totally. And again, like the evidence wise, you you know, looking at the population it was done on is usually uh, important for context because if you're if you're not a bodybuilder or got bodybuilder lean, then it might not necessarily apply to you if you're just Gen Pop who's just dieted for a bit, kind like of a scenario. So yeah. Yeah. No, no, cool. Well so obviously on this specific study then. So what Johnny, you got any thoughts on it?
2: I think some like it's is very individual as well, doesn't it? It's like because obviously studies will give the average response, wouldn't it? It's like the average response is overall they gained whatever, say in two pound or something. But sometimes they don't give you that. You don't unless you look in and you go into the study and you see the individual responses. It's like you might find, oh well, somebody fault, somebody who followed the flexible diet and approach and was left to their own devices gained it all back. Likewise with the meal plan, and then you'd find, you'd find the opposite with another group of people. So it's always good to bear in mind is when you hear of the study showed this, that they're not telling you um, all the individual data points. So I think flexible dieting and rigid dieting both have their place depending um, on population, depending where you are on a diet, what knowledge you have of a diet so if these people on this study were let's say 20 is it 27 people who had no clue had no clue at all what protein was what carbs were what fats were then they're going to struggle on flexible diet and approach so they would probably they might gain more weight when they told right you are crack on for the next 10 weeks and they would probably be better off with rigid meal plan to start with as well as education like this is a protein this is why i've given you this meal plan because of here's a protein here's what carbs are here's a structure of meal here's what you need in each meal ideally so you, they get to understand right this is how i set up a diet and then later on you can look to give them a flexible diet and approach and likewise if you're going deep into a deficit then flexi- flexible choices of food not necessarily flexible dieting as a whole, as in you're not going to be wanting to eat in a Mars bar when you're on 1,200 calories, because it's like 200 calories of your day, which is a huge okay. amount when you're on 1,200. Um, so you need food choices to be ringed in a bit. However, that doesn't mean the diet needs to be less flexible. And by that, I mean... You don't have to have breakfast every day, so you're flexible enough. I don't eat breakfast that day. I'm busy, so I can eat at 12, um, low-fat, low-carb, whatever. So it depends. It's very. I think it's individual, you need to look at an individual and think, right, what would this person do best on? Do they need an example, uh, a meal plan to look at and go, right, this is how I structure a diet. For me, this is what carbs are, this is what protein is, this is what fat is, fats are. And then, through education, then bring them into flexible dieting. Like, for me, like, when I'm on sort of a higher amount of calories, then flexible dieting is fine. But when I want to actually pu- pull my finger and diet properly, then I find reducing actual flexibility helps with my hunger. So if I go, right, I'll pick up let's say a bit of an easter egg, you track and I feel hungry for more of that, which just sort of wrecks my in hunger. So, I, so it's easier for me to be less flexible. Matt was,
1: yeah, Matt was saying this sort of on that point. He was saying, um, so the last couple of weeks or whatever, he was eating ridiculously low calories, like down to like, down to a thousand, sort of those sorts of low 1200 or whatever, like you said. Um, and he was saying that, he finds it easier to adhere and stick to that very, very low calorie diet because it removes of all his flexible foods. So it sort of you know the higher calorie, higher palatable foods. He just takes them out of the out of the question. Um, and he so he finds it easier because he knows that he can only get away with eating meat and veg basically for each meal um so there's no chance of oh yeah but I could just have or oh, I could just get oh shit no way I've blown all my calories by lunchtime uh there's none of that because he is removed he's got to remove that because otherwise he's going to starve for 12 hours um so it's a great point Johnny were you saying about you know you basically do the same you, you take away those flexible food choices and those uh, higher calorie food choices, which could be seen as um,
0: more palatable and all that when, when doing yeah. lower calories. This, this is an interesting point because um, I just want to chip in on this because like I agree uh, and we've talked about before about reducing food variety can often help with adherence because for the reasons you guys have just said, although that would contradict potentially what we've said around the evidence saying that being more flexible will help adherence. Um, I think this is so important for context in that general diet, you're probably saying having more flexibility is going to help adherence. When you're getting low, low calories and essentially the goalposts of mood, because obviously you just don't have that much freedom. Because obviously if you do try and squeeze in that freedom, that's when uh, you bust the space i don't know how actually, i don't know how to describe it but that's where you basically if you put it like you say you put in too much flexible food and all of a sudden you've completely ruined your calories and therefore you just don't you're not managing hunger very well and obviously that's then going to be the thing that affects adherence probably more than the fact that you've restricted foods but that being said as well the bit i want to chip in with is like i think this only works short term so the food variety thing i think lowering in food variety only works for a short period of time i think in my opinion that's my opinion because like you can't Get to a point where you're just forever not having any food variety and you're limited it because that's the whole point of i think the the why the evidence suggests that restricted dieting is worse long term for adherence um think- so just i just want to just take and then i'll just let you speak but i guess like just take matt's example of he said when he started having more calories like the few days leading up to the photo shoot to carve up that's when his hunger started getting worse like ed like you said around his um, being able to re- adhere to lower calories because he was like oh actually i've now had a bit of a taste of hyper palatable foods and i now want more of them um i've got a bit more flexibility so i can get them in and all of a sudden i'm kind of you know almost too flexible so i think it, you can you can do it for a short period of time but i think if you try to do that consistently i think that's again where you then do start to crave all of the foods that you don't want or shouldn't have sorry or i say shouldn't use air quotes shouldn't have so you know, you end up just breaking and binging, and then you you turn into a binge repeat cycle. So,
2: I think for me, it's about reducing food choices most of the time. Mm. Not, Like, for just say random, I'm like a four weeks on end. So if I go right Monday to Friday, you work, you're in routine, right? Just mm. stick to the foods. Reduce food uh, choices, reduce palatability, so it's easier to stick to. And I know, right, all right, because I went out last night. Uh, yeah, last right. night. So I knew that was coming. So I knew, right, I know I can be flexible in that day, but till then, I'm going to be rigid, so I'm not hungry. So I don't I don't risk the, right, I'll have a bit of Easter egg or whatever, and then risk going, oh, I'll have a little bit more, mm. not crack or something. And on the Saturday morning I know smallest all day knowing that I, I've i got flexibility on that day to have uh, whatever it was 1400 calorie meal in the night and then go back to what I was doing Monday or Friday today so in that respect yeah I agree I don't think you can start a diet for say for 30 weeks and just eat well people do I mean bodybuilders do but for 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 the majority, it doesn't work because flexibility, the beauty of flexible dieting for me is not so much... Well, it is that you can you can have a Mars bar, but it's that you know if you on a Saturday night when you go out with your friends, you know you'll be able to fit that in and you know you can stay on track because obviously calories are what dictates weight loss. And... The flexibility of the fact that you can you don't have to eat breakfast every day you don't have to eat low cut low carb or low fat you can do whatever you like as long as you're in a calorie deficit and you can work in those things when required i think that the food palatability issue comes when you're just being a bit of a dick with it and it told me i don't mean really i don't want to offend anyone because i've done it before you go yeah i'll have a bit of that i'll have a bit of that you're thinking Christ, most of my most of my diet is shit, just because I can right. fit it, in. and that's when I think actually less us in a little bit, because I think sometimes, especially Instagram models, they try to make out like ninety percent of their diet is bullshit and shit, and it's not, and that's what gets people into a trap of yeah, flexible dieting is eat as much shit as you want and still lose weight when it's not. Yeah, It's yeah, Me- point is. Sorry, like ninety percent of the time, eat. What's the word? And it's not palatable. foods. And what's the opposite? Non-palatable. But bland.
0: Yeah. Not, beige. Beige. yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Well, I, I just, I would just say not, not hyper-palatable. Because um, yeah. obviously, what, what I would say is I wouldn't, because obviously, like saying it like that almost paints a picture of that. Are oh, you going to be eating shit, boring, bland food, and no one's going to want to stick to that diet either? No. Obviously, that's that's not what you mean, is it? What you mean is there's plenty of nice-tasting foods. That are in what we consider the, the you know the healthy unprocessed single ingredient whole food range, which is the predominant the amount of your diet should come from, you know, for health and for weight loss really, because obviously it helps with adherence and and managing hunger as well. Um, but they should still taste good. They should still be foods you enjoy. There shouldn't be foods that are bland, boring, and shit. I should never be described as that, in my opinion, because there's so many think amount of foods out there that you can choose from that can that can still fit into a healthy diet. Yeah, you know, if, you, if unless unless you're really, really picky, uh, which obviously, you know, you are some people like Alex, <coughs> Ed. <laughs> um, unless you're really, really picky, then there's the, the, you, the, literally the world is your oyster. There is that many foods to choose from. You shouldn't be struggling to find foods that, that fit but, a
2: healthy diet. I think too much that I think the flexible diet in the process where you put it to Bar or wherever, it's better off used when you feel like you need it, not because you can do it, mm-hmm. a lot of people who go, I can eat the masva, well, so I will eat the masva, well, even though, well, I've just had my diet a week ago, I probably could go two weeks, eating, rain right my diet, I mean, most people have eaten crap for 20 years, or more, and then, if they can't go two weeks, without eating crap, it's like, meat, There's gonna be, it's going to be a hard work for you, there needs to be a, if we can shift for so long, like 20 years, use a flexible dieting approach of course but don't eat shit because you can every day make the majority of your diet single ingredient nutrient dense food and then use the flexibility side of it when you need it, not mm. because you can do it you know, am I explaining myself? All right. yeah, no, yeah no no totally. Totally are, totally are.
1: So- I think just to as I say, can I share a, a, a sort of a, a client case study to sort of, I suppose, wrap it up almost, in, in kind of like a way that you can use meal plans. As I was uh, gonna say,
0: I've got, I've got, I've got a nice little wrap up. But you carry on. I'm going to get a charger for my laptop. Yeah, you yeah. Carry on. So, I, it's, uh, yeah. So, basically, we got a message from a
1: now is a one to one client, and she uh, said, "Do you do meal plans?" And I sort of, I. I get this question a lot. So when people say, oh, you know, what do you do for a job? And you say, oh, I'm a nutritionist. Oh, so you write meal plans for people. That's the first thing that jumps into people's heads. And that's kind of, you know, what people assume you do as a job instead of more kind of setting rules, setting guidelines and helping people kind of pick the right choices and stuff like that. So uh, we kind of said, well, you know, it's not something we really we give out because one, legally, we can't prescribe you a meal plan. And two, uh, you know it, we could give you some sort of like meal plan guidelines but most people don't stick to them people they uh, they'll, they'll stick to it for a week and then they'll go completely off plan and they'll stop binging their face off because you've said you can't have this um, and uh, so, so yeah so I said well okay what's your reasoning for wanting one um, and to give a very good reason and it, it's normally the uh, if I'm given flexibility, if I'm given the choice, then I'll make the wrong choices um, and I, I I need the accountability of this is what you have to eat. Um, so I said, right, okay, well, how about we kind of meet in the middle and create a flexible meal plan, a bit like what kind of Johnny alluded to earlier. But instead of saying these are your calories or your macros for this meal, I gave her a choice of three or four different meals. To create for that meal so a couple of different protein sources a couple of different carb sources couple of different um, sort of recipes to go alongside that so different flavors and stuff like that and and they all equated roughly to a about 450 500 calories a, a meal um, and that's what I did And I, it took me hours <laughs> to create this but it was a great tool um, for it to then go off now did she stick to it for weeks and weeks and weeks no because it kind of wasn't almost there for that it was there to give inspiration it was there to give uh like i say accountability and things like that so she did stick to it for a week uh or two it might have been um and then she started to just make little swaps not in the wrong way some people could have done it the wrong way some people could have done it you know oh i'm just going to swap those potatoes out for chips because they're made from potato um it was a case of she was swapping out uh just some of the different flavors for other flavors or she was um just just making you know somebody who's quite experienced in the kitchen so she was able to go right okay well that's i know roughly that's similar calories to this so i'm going to swap that out and instead of the the, the curry had to put in there I'm going to make my own curry or with the lasagna topping that he's sort of suggested. I've got an alternative, which is similar calories, which was fantastic. And now she, yes, she uses some of my ideas. That was some of the cooler ideas, but she uses a lot of her own. And that meal plan, because it was so flexible and because... You had the choice of two or three. I mean, most of us are creatures of habit and we have the same breakfast, same lunch, and then it's just our evening meal that changes. Um, So, I mean, you could look at it like that. Right, okay, well, I do eat breakfast because I'm hungry in the morning, fair enough. So I'll have the same breakfast every morning, round a toast with a, I don't know, whatever. Um, Lunches, okay, well, I always have a a chicken wrap or a chicken salad or something like that. Um, And then the evening meal, and that's when then you can have a rest, uh, you know, a book of, Ten recipes, and you pick which one you want. And that book could have ten five hundred calorie recipes in, and providing obviously your lunch and your your breakfast are within a you know three to four hundred calories each, that could work for most women and the majority of men. Um, I say most women because if you're a petite woman, I'm afraid you're going to have to be eating less. Um, but uh, or if you're very inactive. Uh, but yeah it, it's a good it can be a good starting place as johnny said before especially if you're, you're not aware of what calories are in foods and things like that you know it could be a good starting place to go right these are the sorts of foods that you should be eating and then you can switch them out so it's worked very very well for my client and she's lost i can't even remember now but you know we're well over 10 pounds uh up to the 15 pound mark now i think in just you know just, uh, two months or whatever it's been um so the, the weight loss she's gone through is is great but also that Kind of accountability that the plan created, and the uh that was just sort of the support and the kick that she needed because now she's making her own food choices, which is something you can then go on and use for the rest of your life just because yes. you've learned a few things, so yeah, kind of I didn't want it to sort of be a negative bashing of of uh food plans, but I think they have their time in the place they're for certain people, and um they need to be done sort of in a flexible manner because. If you completely say, right, okay, well, you have to have this breakfast every single day, but what about one day they, do, they they sleep in and they don't want breakfast, then the whole plan goes to shit and that's when people go off plan and that's it, right, well, I may as well just go and have six Domino's pizzas for my lunch.
0: Yeah, I I think just uh, I, how I want to round it up is to basically say what I take from this conversation is very much like most things in health and fitness or life in that it's a continuum of one end to the other for most parts somewhere in the middle tends to be the best um so which ed i think you just rounded up quite nicely in terms of a flexible meal plan <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's full slack right in the middle um although like the other thing johnny you've already mentioned it i think it's very very individualized and i think it's going to come down to for some people uh more on the meal plan side might be more efficient or helpful for them because i I think a lot of people might need the support of not having to think or use tax their willpower because obviously that's one of the negative things for rfwm or flexible dieting is that you know you do have to make a lot of decisions you know a lot of people might find it quite taxing to even pop stuff into my fitness pal or track in some way and and start thinking about oh god how am i going to get 37 grams of carbs four grams of protein and three grams of fat for my last meal of the day as an example so um, and on the flip side, there are people that, you know, just have lifestyles that they can't, a meal plan would never work. Like I've got a client of mine at the minute where, um, we're trying out a few things in, in getting him started. And one of the things that over the weeks that we're doing is to, is to try like a, a, a more rigid meal plan to say, look, here's some, and it is very much Ed, like, a bit like yours in that it's a flexible meal plan that is kind of, here's a selection of meals, pick and choose which ones you want over the time and obviously they were kind of built together so that they, they fit his preference um but he does tend to be away a lot um his, his wife cooks when he's at home and sometimes it's like getting her on board can be quite difficult as well so that, that type of scenario meal plan just is not that effective because you know when you're what, like your example of sleeping in ed about breakfast same thing what have you got for breakfast what if you stay away from the night and you've got to eat out an evening meal and you, you can't get salmon, brown rice and kale on the menu? It's, screwed, it, aren't you? Yeah, you're yeah. screwed. You so If you don't have the education then, um, it's just never going to work. So I think that's kind of how I would round up. Like My take is that it's generally somewhere in the middle. Um, but I think a flexible approach of some way, shape or form is probably always going to be more successful as long as it comes with support and education of some sort, which would usually be <laughs> in the form of maybe a meal plan. So if you don't know how to eat, having an idea of a meal plan is really educational,
2: you know.
1: Yeah, looking at the types of foods yeah. to eat. Yeah. Both a
2: wealth up education either yeah. side. Yeah,
1: absolutely, hundred percent. So, and that's why, sort of, like in things like our semi-private coaching, we focus so much on the education side of things as well, because we don't mm-hmm. want people to be slaves to being on and off diets, we want people to make their own choices and to kind of learn. We, and we, go, yeah.
0: We, we don't want people to be stuck on a fish in a ass kick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So
1: before you go buying a meal plan off somebody with a big ass on Instagram or six pack abs, um, just think, oh, can, can you see yourself still following this in four weeks time in 12 weeks time in six months time? Can you can you see yourself still following that plan? If the answer is no, then that's not for you. There's no point in doing something really for a week just for you to go off track and then decide, oh, that's not for me, and um, and then look for the next best thing. Just you know, if you're going to spend your money, spend it wisely and spend it on something that you think you could be doing in, you know, like I say, four weeks' time. Yep.
0: Cool. And on. Oh, that bombshell! That bombshell. Um have we got anything else to announce or
1: we are uh, rapidly approaching our 50th episode? Have we got some yes. uh,
0: good candidates lined up? Yeah, we've got a couple of candidates lined up Two very good candidates. Um, we would probably like some more. So, um, if people want to get in touch about coming on, then please obviously get in touch. Either, uh, you can message any of us personally, or you can email, any of us personally, so uh, our names. So are you Ed or Edward? Ed. 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 Ed, Ed at nnncoaching.com. It's dot, dot, okay? dot com. dot com. It? Yeah. That's Brett. That's how we roll. At, yeah. Brett at com. Johnny. Are you Johnny, not Jonathan? Johnny. Johnny. And obviously we've got Matt and, and Paul. Or could just, if you can't remember any of them, just info at,
1: if for anything, anything at all, info at. Yeah. yeah
0: um and we'll just need to know uh what you'd like to talk about we did say it doesn't even have to be nutrition co- uh, related so um if you've got anything specific that you'd like to just go on about like maybe you do something really cool as for as a job like you work at m i five and you want to tell the world about your job at m i five which you probably aren't allowed to do so that's a really shit example but <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah either way get in touch um i say we've got we've got a couple of cool candidates already there so let's get some more um
1: yeah, I think for that we we're planning on doing a bit of a round robin where we just a few short little episodes, uh, yeah, and yeah, I think obviously so. put together into to one mega episode.
0: Yeah, so um, get involved, and uh, I think that's probably it. Then I don't know if we had anything else we wanted to um, to add on. We got we have got a couple of really cool guests lined up over the coming weeks as well, so look out for those. Um, we won't spoil them now. Um, I think we can tease our big news.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, we can tease Tease. because obviously, by the time this comes out, we'll start to be teasing on other social media. So, I suppose if you're listening to this on your morning commute on a Monday morning, then you'll be one of the first to find out. But um, we have some very, 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 very big news um, that we are that we have a new coach coming aboard. We're not going to say who. Uh, Get your guesses in, messages, ask, and uh, yeah, see if you can guess who our new coach is. But uh, they, gender, neutral. Are going to be amazing and a great addition are you, are you, to the are you, team. Are
0: you, are you saying they are gender neutral?
1: <laughs> no, 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 they, uh, comma or brackets, whichever. Uh, <laughs> gender neutral. Just as me. That's like my stage notes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now exit stage right. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. Cool. Well, get the guests in.
1: So uh, yeah, yeah. If you uh, what well, I think we, I'm not sure exactly when we'll uh, we'll release, but. Um,
0: I think yeah. we said sometime this, this week we'll get yeah. sometime this week we'll, we'll do a little teaser. Maybe we'll, I don't know how we'll do it, but although Ed actually you've been tasked with a job, so I don't know how you'll do it.
1: Got some ideas. I'll tease you about my teasing ideas. Good, all right, cool. So, <laughs> right. On that
0: note, let's hit that button.
1: Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.